Welcome to On Water, the Session Magazine podcast. Here we talk to water athletes, entrepreneurs, scientists, and earth-friendly folks about the experience of a life well-lived connected to water. I'm your host, Evelyn O'Doherty. Let's dive in. Chase Leader of Montauk, New York, has been making a name for himself on the competitive longboard surfing circuit for quite some time. He's traveled all over the world. He's been the ESA East Coast champion. And most recently, Chase was at the Mexi Log Fest in Sayulita, Mexico in 2023 where he put down a performance that really got him some name recognition worldwide. At that contest, Chase decided to just go all out and took off on a wave where he ran to the nose, held himself there for a total of 37 seconds. 37 seconds where the crowd just went wild, where he gained recognition and respect from his fellow competitors, and a video clip of that nose ride to date has received over 4 million views. That nose ride, plus Chase's other accomplishments, got him the coveted wild card entry into the WSL Longboard Tour for 2023. This episode of On Water, the Session Magazine podcast, is a look and a chat with young Chase Leader. We'll hear where he's from, where he's headed, and most of all, the epic stoke of coming up onto the WSL Longboard Tour. Here's Chase. Chase, thanks so much for making some time for us today. Yeah, no problem. Stoked to be here. And uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, we're so I'm so stoked. I mean, when I think of watching you grow up as a Grom in Montauk, did you ever envision that we'd be sitting here on a podcast because you're ripping on the WSL longboard tour? (laughs) <laughs> no, I didn't really I didn't really think about that too much, but <laughs> it's great to be here. It really is. It's um it's been really something to see you come up and uh and the way in which you've trained, handled yourself, grown and then launched your career in the last couple of years on that WSL tour. So I just want to give our listeners a little bit of a background uh in terms of when you really, I mean, I know you've been competing almost your whole life, right? You have four national championships, um, as well as numerous other, you know, competitive rankings, but you began to, uh, take a look at that WSL longboard tour only within the last couple of years. Is that correct? 
Yes, it was. Um, well, it was actually 2019 when I did my first WSL event. Okay, and Mikey the Temple was. Um, he kind of like got me on the end of that because I was asking around. I couldn't find out how, like how to sign up because it was the New York 2019 Longboard WSL Longboard. Oh, well, and, I remember that. I was down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. And I was just trying to get like in on that and I hit up Mikey. He sent me the link to sign up and everything. And that's where it kind of started. Wow. That's, that's really cool for me to know. Cause I was down there the week before for the APP world tour. And oh, then yeah, I, they had that. Yeah. And I remember the WSL longboard came, it was like immediately afterwards, like a day afterwards. So I stuck around to watch and it was like windy, small wind swell. Right. But Oh, gosh, I totally remember that. And you were, you were ripping back then. And I remember I took, I think I have a picture of you and Mikey from that day. Um, yes. Very, very cool. So that was in 2019. Um, and then, and then what happened? Like, how did that light your fire? What made you decide to keep going forward with the longboard tour? I, I just had like, a, I was like kind of stoked for it. And I, it's like, oh, it's something different, you know, because I was shortboarding, doing only shortboard contests. Yeah. Till then, and I still am, but um, I started to like gravitate towards the longboarding, and I started. I went down to Puerto Rico and did the next WSL, and then that was in November of that year. Mm-hmm. And then we went in February to Nusa right before COVID in 2020. Sweet. And then, we were like leaving as COVID was getting like all those restrictions were locking down and stuff mm. like late November. And then, um, we picked back up. What was it back in 2022 of September, mm-hmm. the Pismo mm-hmm. event. So tell us about that. Right. So this, the Pismo event in California of October of 2022 is really what launched you uh, into your competitive career. So how, how did that happen? And that was a good event, but there was also the Virginia beach contest. Cause in, oh, right. in, uh, May of 2023, which I, um, ended up doing like, I had like one of the highest heat score totals of the whole event. And like I had an eight and a nine or whatever, like a 17 or 18 heat total. Mm-hmm. And they look back on that, which I didn't know. And they gave like seasonal wild cards to people like that. And I was on for the whole season of the, the tour just because of that. Like I ended up getting placing like, I don't even know, like 11th or 12th or no, I was, uh, I was third in the United <laughs> States. I mean, amazing. And I, I remember when that happened, like how did that feel to be awarded the wild card for oh, the 2023 tour? It was so awesome. I was just sitting there one day and I was literally picking my classes out for to start community college that mm-hmm. semester. And I got the email that day. So I like changed it to this semester. So I, I got like the whole six months free past six months. Yeah. Okay. So that's awesome. So yeah. So I remember cause you were awarded the wild card and all of Montauk celebrated. <laughs> And then suddenly you were just gone, right? You were gone. You were gone for most of the summer of 2023, like straight through 
until I just saw you recently down in yes. the parking lot. Right in July is when I moved, or yeah, I moved out to California with my cousin, and that's when the U.S. Open started, mm-hmm. and it was just on from there. Then we went. It was like two weeks in between like each event, and the next one was in Bell's Beach. So we're going from like ninety degrees, hot summer, straight down to like November time here, where it's cold, wet, rainy. Mm-hmm. All the competitors after the Bell's Beach got got back to uh, the states, and everyone was stuffy, had like crazy, like just like sinus infections and stuff. <laughs> you're going from just like a drastic climate change. Yeah. You're just going from like ninety degrees to like down to fifty, and you're like, oh, that's that so- definitely the hardest part. And uh, all the plane rides I got used to, but my ears were just whew, they're so jacked after that. I'll bet. I'll bet. So, so the first, that first event was the Huntington beach longboard classic, right? Like that was late July of 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, and how, like, tell us a little bit about that. Cause that was your first experience as the wild card on the WSL longboard tour. So how did, how did that event go for you? Oh, but it was so crazy. Like I remember sitting there in the water for my first heat Mm. and I look back and there's just so many people. It was like mm-hmm. midday, the first, like one of the first days of the U.S. Open. So there's so many people there. Wow. And I was looking on the pier, and there's just, just not even room for people like to fit on the railings. Like so, the whole railings are. It was crazy, and I ended up just going through the pier like on every wave just to like get psyching up like the yeah. crowd and stuff, and get like super close. There's one time where I like you can see in the video where I'm going through the pier and I just fall off my board in the middle of the pier. And they, they thought I like smashed into a piling. <laughs> I almost did. Like I was going through the pier and all of a sudden my board just started, like the rail started catching. I have like on my heel edge. Yeah. Whoa, this is weird. So it sucked me back in. I was trying to go through the pier, but like I was also going straight. Yeah. And so it sucked me back and I almost like I fell down on my board. Oh my I God. My knuckles on the, barnacle freaking piling yeah. <laughs> you can hear the announcers they're like whoa whoa where where'd he go where'd he go what happened yeah <laughs> and then they're like hopefully he's all right and then I, and all of a sudden the wave goes by and you see me paddling through the pier and i'm like and they're like oh he's fun <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy it's kind of like the jetty though because like mm-hmm. i'm so like, surfing around the jetty so much and you just get used to all the obstacles you gotta Exactly. Like weaving your way in and out of bobbing yeah. buoys in the forms of other surfers or yeah. the rock, the rock jetty at ditch plains in Montauk. That's awesome. Yeah. And the Huntington beach piers, it's a little different, but okay. okay. Like I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you went from Huntington beach straight to bells, right? To bells yes. beach. That was August 30th through September 2nd in Australia. Mm-hmm. So you really are, you're going from like desert hot condition to, you know, to bells. It wasn't yeah. like as cold here, but like, it was definitely pretty cold. Yeah. Oh, I'll bet. And in that competition, uh, so that was stop number two on the tour. You came across the first time you came up against, is it Kai Salas? Yes. I saw, I, I competed with him before mm-hmm. at the Key West in Pismo, which was the first Okay. And I ended up beating him that one. And he went on to win the event. Right. And so that's how he got back on tour. Then, but I 
had a heat with him and Richie Cravey. Right. Rich Cravey all the time. He's a super cool dude. He's like uh, a marine biologist and he's got a nice little family and he's super just stoked and like amazing. Man. And so I surfed with him and Sky Salist and the waves were just terrible, but it, it was like every day, like you'd wake up and it'd be a completely different situation of waves. Like one day it'd be like perfect little like Malibu-esque waves and then the next day it's like 20 mile an hour onshore turtles like you know yeah, yeah. reminded me a lot of it's a bigger scale version of turtles for sure okay and it's literally just like turtles but just bigger scale so interesting so like i, I can't help but feel you know so many people say oh you know east coast surfers have uh sort of like there's a a negative component to it because the water gets yeah. so cold, right? And sometimes the conditions aren't as great as they might be in Malibu. But I honestly feel like East Coast surfers can surf anything, right? Because you're used to onshore turtles at 10 foot, you know, and you're used to sort of challenging different conditions. Did you find that that helped you on the tour? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I was stoked because when we went down to Bells, everyone was like, Oh, we gotta wear booties. We gotta wear booties. <laughs> and I was, I was laughing out, and I didn't even wear booties the whole time. I was wearing a three two two, mm-hmm. and like I was fine. Everyone's like wearing booties. People are wearing gloves with no booties and a hood, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> right, right. It's not so it's, that cold. <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> gloves and no no boots, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, I mean, it's just a side comment, but you know, if you're on a longboard competitive tour, like wearing booties must be such a detriment, right? I mean, you totally. cannot feel the board the same way as you can barefoot. After the Huntington beach contest, people were like in Hawaii, they were like just surfing with booties on just to get used to them. <laughs> okay. In yeah. The, I guess that, that makes sense. No. I, I hear that. That makes sense. Did you, um, so, I mean, was that your first time at Bell's Beach? First time Bell's, second time in Australia. Wow. And so, that was like more like West Oz kind of. Yeah. More like towards that side of the, I love Australia though. I'll bet. It is so cool. It's like my favorite place probably. So what is, what is Australia, what has it taught you about surfing like i mean it's got to be a different condition different conditions out there and and it's so much more rugged it feels like feels like montauk but on like super steroids like just so rugged and like sketchy and like you're looking out in the water no one's out there you're like am i even gonna go like it's just like sharky and like all the elements so much wildlife, just all that good stuff. Wild, but yeah, wild nature. All right, that's that sounds pretty amazing. Point breaks up in Noosa is just yeah. Oof. It they're so nice. I mean, that whole coastline is uh, it's magic, from what I understand. Yeah, um, amazing, amazing. So then from there, right from Bell's Beach, you wound up later in the month of September in El Salvador, right? For the Surf City Longboard Classic at, uh, at Sunzal, right? Sunzal, yeah. And you, 
you know, you competed there. How was that in comparison to your other two events? Oh my God. It was even more of a climate change because <laughs> we're going to like, we're going, we're coming from like wet, cold Bell's beach. Yeah. I ended up flying. I remember we flew from Bell's to New Zealand, from New Zealand to LAX, stayed for a day, flew from LAX to New York then that day or the day after. And I was just, oh my God, I was so over the planes. Yeah. And then we had to leave like not even like, uh, like three or four days after that to go down to El Salvador. Wow. That's, that's a lot of traveling, man. I mean, that's, I ended up up flying to, no, I didn't end up. I thought I flew back to Cali and then flew back here, but I was here for like a couple of days and then we flew out and I was like, Oh, but then for my first heat Mm -hmm. in El Salvador, I got super sick. Like that morning I woke up and I was just throwing up and all that. I just couldn't keep anything in me. I was drinking water, just throwing Mm -hmm. it up. And then this guy who fixed my board a couple days before, cause I lost it in the rocks. He's like, Hey, let me take you to the pharmacy. So he takes my mom. I couldn't even go down and get my board. I was so sick. And like, I would go outside. It was so hot. I would just get the chills, goosebumps. Yeah. Everything. And then, so they, they, he takes him to a pharmacy. He gets him like this little concoction. He's like, all right, mix this all together. Yeah. And he'll be fine in an hour. And, Sure enough, I was eating food in an hour, like barely like keeping stuff in me, but I'm still sick. Like my face, I before, like I kind of got a little bit better, but I still had this heat to go surf and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I'll bet. And then it was so hot and I was like sweating out in the water, like paddling back out. Like, oh my God, my feet, my head felt like a tomato. Oh God. I felt like <laughs> I was freaking burst. So was that from the water, do you think? The water was so hot it was like a bathtub. Yeah, but do you think like your your illness, like that yeah, sickness, was think, that water quality issues? I think it could have been because it was raining the days oh, before. Mm-hmm. And and the water was super like muddy where it was coming out, and yeah, it probably was from the water. That's so crazy. So w- were you there by yourself at Elson's no. allergy of your family with you? My mom and my dad came that, that trip. And my yeah. dad came in for bells. Amazing. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. So, so in that event, okay. So that gives me great background, right? For El Salvador, you came up short in the opening rounds. And again, you were up against Richie Cravey, right? So well, I was up against this, uh, Cole Robbins. Cole who Robbins. took me out in okay. bells. Ah. I was up against him and Tony Silvani. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then Richie Cravey was the one after that. Okay. Okay. Got so it. there's like the first round is non-elimination. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like three people and, and whoever wins goes on to like the next round. But then if you don't uh, get first in that heat, you're, you're not eliminated, but you have to go up against another round before right, you like get to that charge round. Next yeah. round. So it's kind of more so. It's great, right? Yeah, more more opportunities to fight your way back. Yeah. So, so again, like you come against, you come up against like the same set of surfers, right? And I'm sure that's because like you are at a certain level 
and they're close to that same level, right? So they're the ones that you're always either you're nipping at their heels or they're nipping at your heels. Like, how do you train to move beyond that? How do you train to leave those type of competitors that are right there with you, you know, in your dust? I, I don't know. It's just been so many, I've done, I've surfed so many competitions mm-hmm. that like at this point, I just literally just try and go out there and my best surfing is when I'm having the most fun. Love that. And so that's what I try and just get into that mentality before I paddle out, just try and be happy, go lucky. And then that's how we, that's how, uh, that's how great things happen. <laughs> yep. Exactly. It does bring up like that just does harken of the Mexi log fest, right? Last year. Exactly. So for our reader, our listeners who, who may not have heard this story. Uh, so Chase leader was at the Mexi log fest down in Sayulita, Mexico and um, was competing very well. Right. And had, uh, I don't know what heat it was, but had a ride that was a nose ride that they say went on for, what was it? 24 seconds. Yeah, I'm look, I'm pulling it up right now. It's it so it was in the finals. It was and <laughs> I I was in before the heat started, I was already in my jersey right at like the end of the point. Just like in the water with like Tucker, Chloe, like everyone just on my longboard, just like having fun, just like just messing around in the water, trying to get my head out of the like the competition. And then all of a sudden, like I see the guys paddling out up the point and I look and it's like five, five minutes left in the women's final. I'm like, oh, it's time. And then so I paddle out and like the whole time I'm paddling out, I'm just paddling up the point. And mm-hmm. I did that on purpose because people, they would walk up the point and paddle out, but I wanted to see the waves coming in just yeah. so I frothing. And then so I'm like seeing like Sophia Colhane, like hanging 10. Yeah. Look, Throwing like carves and just I was just like oh my god, and then like that whole set that came in, all the girls were on every wave, and I was just like frothing out, and I paddle out, <laughs> and this one wave came to me, and I just for some reason I'm like all right, I'm just gonna hang on the nose, I'm not even gonna, I'm not, even gonna move. I'm not even gonna move, and I like take off, and I see this thing bend down the line. <laughs> you can hear Tucker. Oh, that's the, this is the video. <laughs> 29 seconds. 29 seconds on the nose. So I remember that because I remember the broadcasters like going bananas in the background, right? They're like, oh my God, oh my God. Like he's taking this thing all the way back to Montauk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, that's, and that's a video, right, that Tucker Coleman took of you on that 29 second nose ride that earned you a score of a perfect 10. Right. Yeah, I'm so happy Tucker was filming because my dad was so like, he just, he gets into it. Like when he was like, we just, so he's like, when he's filming, he'll just like stay on that one. He'll like, like when I take off, he'll just stay right there. And then like the wave goes by and then he's just staying in that. I'm like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, dude, I was just so nervous. But I'm like, all right, yeah. all right, whatever. And yeah. so luckily Tucker grabbed the camera from him before that happened and got the clip and no other videographer got that one. Oh my gosh. It was, wow. it was nuts. Cause that's the only clip of it. Well, thank goodness you brought, you had friends with you there on the beach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
Yeah, that's it's so funny because the comments were when Tucker's like yelling there, it's like, oh, Jerry Steinfeld. It's like all oh, these little like SpongeBob or something like, and he's he's just like, it's like what was <laughs> and that video, right? That video's got you more than a million views at this point. It's got and four million views, like two hundred thousand likes, over like forty thousand million. Wow! So that right, that kind of very clearly puts you on the map, you know. I for- got, yeah, definitely. I got like so many. I got like 3000 followers in like a month after that. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. And also, I mean, just what a, what a dramatic, exciting performance, you know, on that, on that, you know, endless cellulite wave, you know, it's just, it's sort of, it just works out so well. Um, yeah. And at one point, or was it, was it on that wave or a different one where you're like, your dad was yelling, like, do something, do yeah, something. That was it. That was it. Yeah. That and, was so, it. and so you like picked up your imaginary cell phone. <laughs> I know. There's, there's some of the comments I'm reading it, it's like it's called hanging 10 the term was so popular in the 70s there was actually a clothing line with two little feet as their logo everybody wore hang 10 clothes and everyone's like they're like chicken joe dude, chicken wrote, joe. dude wrote the <laughs> physics of laws here well done <laughs> yeah that was amazing I mean it really it was really impressive um, sportsmanship you know and uh, there's, there's, there's like people like they're like, oh, it doesn't even it doesn't even look that hard. And then <laughs> people comment back, they comment back like you're you're joking. You got to be kidding me. And then the guy like comments back. He's like, all right. Yeah, it looks pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not easy. <laughs> you, you try staying up there for more than a second. <laughs> people were telling me people were coming up to me and they're like, that was the best nose ride I've seen in like the past five, 10 years. I was like, whoa. Like since like, you know, Connie Ellis Stewart. No. He's got the big afro. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, like, before he, like, switched over onto the Kai Salas boards, he was riding Michael's fours, and he would just get the longest hang tens, him and Kaimana. And they were like, yeah, we haven't seen hang ten like that since, like, Kaniella or, like, Kaimana. Like, and they were like, that probably was, like, the longest hang ten they've ever seen. Yeah, I think that's probably the longest hang ten many people have ever seen. I was so stoked. I was like, I was like, thank you. <laughs> Just still here, still here. <laughs> yeah, I I ended up getting second, but like at it, that event, yeah, yeah, it was just so uh, worth it. So worth it. <laughs> oh my gosh! And like everyone, like. They don't even remember the guy, like Kai Salas ended up winning, but they don't even remember that. They, all they remember is like. Exactly. The wave and, you know. well, and, also, and also like the Mexi Log Fest is like the unofficial World Series of longboard surfing. Yes. Right. I mean, it really is. I mean, anybody who takes their longboarding seriously shows up for that event, not just because the world's greatest are there, but because it also has like the best vibe of any competitive event that I've ever seen. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, and there's just, people from like how you said the world cup, there's people from Spain, there's people from Argentina, yeah. US, Mexico, Hawaii, yeah. everything. Yeah. And the vibe is high and everybody's having a good time. And it's really just about like, can you top this, you know? Yeah, and exactly. So I love that. It's such a perfect example. So, you yeah, know, I don't know if, if, 
it can be topped. Like that, that Mexi Log Fest is probably one of the best Mexi Log Fest. <laughs> That's what I mean. I mean, so Kai Salas won, but nobody even remembers. You know, they just rem- they remember this this you know this blonde kid from New York on a twenty second nose ride that earned him a perfect ten, right? I mean, that's that's pretty memorable, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> We're stoked, no doubt, no doubt. So, so this year, so a couple of questions for you, actually. Um, so, I just really want to talk a little bit about uh, you know Michael Takayama, right? Because you are aren't you? You're riding his boards today, and is he custom shaping them for you? custom everything like yeah. i go into the shop and i'll like watch him do the whole process like i remember the first time i went in there and i was like this is this is seriously like how much you work you put into everything mm. like i was in shock it's artwork isn't it he yeah paints it off does everything in resin there's no like spray on mm. you gotta wait for it to dry then you peel the tape if you sand it too much, then you sand it through the spear. So then you got to tape it back off and do it again. It's just a lot. And, um, he's puts like everything into every single board he makes. And, uh, he's actually making me a fish right now. And really waiting on these, like this thing that help set the boxes. It's like, mm-hmm. um, cause he doesn't have it yet for the short boards. Cause he, he's still such a, like a little brand, like, he only started like a couple of years ago. And so. Which is impressive. I mean, certainly, I mean, I've seen your board and I've seen Chloe Coleman's board, who's also shaped by Michael Takayama. And they yes. are, they are truly, they're not like anything that's on the market in terms of the, just the overall shape, the sort of the grace and of design, you know, those beautiful, rails that he puts in them yes. and, and the tails the, the whole board is is like the everyone thinks it's, oh it's just the tail like uh-huh. the whole entire board is foiled perfectly like when you get right. on the nose it's not like the board just sucks you back into the pocket you get on the nose and it lifts and drives <laughs> and you go like faster and it's just a crazy sensation that's that's a good selling point. You just caught my attention. <laughs> so looking at uh, 2024, right? So you are on Team USA for the 2024 World Surfing Games. Yes, the ISA. The ISA. And that's you're headed for Puerto Rico in, I think that's coming up, right? That's February. I, is it Puerto Rico? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I heard something about it being El Salvador again. I'm like, what? I don't think so. I got an e- I got an email here at the magazine um, from the ISA about the ISA. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, down in Puerto Rico. So let's go. And and so yeah, so you're obviously you're ready for that. Um, I'm ready. I just don't know what was February. Yeah. Perfect. It's coming up. <laughs> it's coming up. Um, yeah, that's the next event. Then next longboard event. That is okay. I was going to ask you that if if you had anything between now and then. So, but the the ISA is pretty. I have. I'm doing uh, at the end of this month. I'm doing a QS shortboard QS at Pismo Beach. Oh, so you're still competing in both shortboard and longboard. Yeah, this is my first QS for the shortboard. My shortboard QS debut, I guess. So fun. That's really fun. Yeah, yeah. Why not? 
And that's, is, is that in January? Yeah, it's the same pier where I surfed in 2022 for the WSL longboard. Okay. Okay, QL. cool. Yep. So I'll, at least I'll know the wave for a little bit. <laughs> stay stay away from the pier on the shortboard. Oh, I know. <laughs> and the pier is sketchy there too. It's like super close to the other pilings. And yeah. No yeah. way. So the, so the ISA uh, World Surfing Games... Why are those important for you? Ah, dude, I just like, I'm so happy to be like representing Team USA and also with like a fellow friend slash competitor, Kevin Scarvana. And also the girls on the team too, Caitlin Mickelson and um, who's the other one? Rachel Tilly. They're Mm -hmm. both really nice. And I feel like it's going to be a great team. Like, great like team uh like vibe almost you know like exciting yeah yeah it's i mean it sounds it sounds amazing i hope to be down there uh for that event so i I hope i'll at least seek you out on the beach or yeah yeah yeah, for sure at least find your mom lourdes and hang out with her (laughs) (laughs) she'll be there uh so give me real quick like in terms of your surfing influence like who really has inspired you my dad for sure Mm -hmm. and just all the other like longboarders out there and other shortboarders too like everything all this the whole surfing world how 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 has your dad motivated you yeah well he was the first one to get me going on the surfboard when i was like i don't even know i was like one years old (laughs) <laughs> uh, I could barely even talk, like barely walk. And he'd put me on the front of his paddleboard with the life jacket. Yeah. And I just remember like just picking me up from the back and holding me while sur- like surfing on the front. And I just remember like it was just greatest feeling ever. And I remember surfing on my own board when I was like six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had this like BC, BZ, blue board, soft top. And I remember I would just ride that thing all the time. And I remember I, the first, like one of the first times I like, tried hitting the lip, I like, the thing came up and hit my lip. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, like the, the thing in your side of your mouth that like connects your lip to your gum. Ah. Like, like right in front of your big teeth, like yeah. above your big teeth. I sliced that off. Like it was like, <laughs> Jeez. Like since my board came up and just hit me right and like lifted my lip up and it just poof. And yeah, I was like pretty bad, but I've never really had knock on wood, any like bad surfing injuries. So like yeah. I've had like bloody noses and split my lip once, but nothing like, but nothing major. Yeah. Well, I always say surfing isn't for the faint of heart. You know what I mean? Like you get, you get rumbled, you get knocked around, you get hit by your board. You hopefully don't get hit by other people, but that does happen. happen. Yeah. Fins are sharp, you know, like there's just rocks are sharp. There's just, there's a lot that can happen. It's hard. You can polyester surfboard. (laughs) So one of the things I really, uh, I appreciate about, you know, watching you is, you know, your family is so behind you, Chase, like you have such an incredible support system from all, from your whole gang, the whole leader gang. 
um, how does that help, how does that help you or lift you up, you know, as you sort of achieve these incredible goals that you're chasing after? It's just, it's just extra helpful because then if I didn't have them, it would just make it even harder on myself to do like, they, they like lift some of the weight off my shoulders for sure. Yeah. Most of and yeah, if I didn't have them, it would be a totally different story, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear it. You know, one of my, one of my favorite stories is that, you know, there you were graduating or supposed to be graduating, um, in June, right. Of 2023. Yes. I was and in then California. Sudden, <laughs> right. But then all of a sudden we hear that like Chase missed his graduation because where were you? I was, that was the USA, the team USA one. <laughs> Because you were out competing in California, right? so, and I, I got the team USA with Kevin. That was the one where we we made the team for oh, the so, ISA. So that's so worth it. Do you yeah. any regrets? Any regrets about not showing up for your graduation? No, <laughs> I don't even like. I, I'm like, because why would I like? It's just one day. Like, if I didn't go and compete for that, I wouldn't be like sitting here. Right on. Getting ready to go to ISA, you know. Right on. Yeah. So I right, we all have to make sacrifices to to get it to chase after our dreams. <laughs> yeah. So in the few minutes we've got left, do you have any comments or words of wisdom for like upcoming surfers who literally want to be where you are right now? Like how to how to get there or what they need to do to stay inspired? Totally just I would just watch every single surfing video you can and just be like invested in it like it's your life you just want to like watch everything you can and know the most about like the old surfers and mm -hmm. i don't even know like i gotta start in learning about like the 70s and all that stuff because i don't really i mean like i know like some surfers but like i just want to like watch the old school movies and all that and also surf your brains out surf everything you can any board, any type of condition, because that's only going to make you better. And if the more you fall, the better you're getting. Right. Because that means you're pushing your edge, right? Like if you don't fall, exactly. you're not trying hard enough. Exactly. If you're not falling, you're not trying hard enough. Couldn't have said it better. That's awesome. That's awesome, Chase. <laughs> I, I, you know, like it's so, it's fun talking to you in the parking lot and it's really fun, you know, chatting with you here on the podcast. Um, oh, I'm so so I can't, I can't wait to see what 2024 brings for you. I've got my fingers crossed. So I actually, I, I threw my name into the hat for the, uh, the ISA women's, uh, surf judge program down in Puerto oh, Rico. Whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't mean I'll be judging, but it means that I would be there being trained, you know? Okay. So I really got my fingers crossed that I can be down there and, and, uh, and now I'm super stoked to know that you'll be there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. It's like Puerto Rico and the leaders. Like, what's better than that? <laughs> I love Puerto Rico too because we went down there for the the WSL in 2019. I haven't been back since, so I'll, like, I'm frothing to go back. Ready to go back? For no Maria, doubt. Domes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I, th I yeah. I think I, I think the ISA is actually up in uh, Isabella. So really, it's like, yeah. It's kind of cool. Like it's, it's in a place that is a little off the beaten path, um, but could be really amazing, you know, like a very different venue. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be, 
I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So please, Chase, stay in touch with us. Stay in ch- touch with the magazine. We have a an amazing photo of Chase Leader in our uh, winter 23 issue of Session in the front uh, photo gallery section, right? And Chase is... story about that one too. Let, so, was, so it, yeah, so let's hear it. I was surfing on, that was the brand, brand new pintail. From Takayama. Gave gotcha. me like five days prior. I didn't <laughs> even own the board for a week. <laughs> and I get down there. He's telling me, don't even knee paddle the thing. Cause it's still like kind of like soft resin. Mm. And so I'm surfing it. I get this one little tiny insider. I go to do a turn off the top and just the board just, I like flew forward and just completely juked it. Like flew, like jumped. Like, it was like, I had a leash on, like I jumped away from my board, like expecting it to come back to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, next thing you know, it was just right up on the rocks and Kalis Keliopa'a saved yeah. it for me. <laughs> which I was pretty stoked, but it still had a couple dings in it. And I was like, no, yeah, that was one of the, that bottom turn. I was grabbing the rail and like right in front of the sunset. It was very gorgeous. Sick yeah. Photo by uh, Dominic stone, right. Who yeah. was, who's also the photographer down at the Mexi log fest. Yeah. His birthday was on the first actually. He turned. Oh, happy birthday, Tom. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So, so many interesting people and connections, right. In the, in the surf lineup, wherever it is. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, and you young man are certainly one of them, you know, <laughs> to see, yeah. you, see you come up the way you have and to just the growth, not only in your surfing, which of course is impressive, but just in how you've handled all of this, right. This is like a big nut for anybody to handle, to, to, you know, take on this level, you know, of national competition of international competition and, uh, and just to suit up and show up for it with the attitude of, I'm going to be the one out there who's frothing the hardest when having the most fun is just really fun to watch. So, you know, I hope that you always have that and that, um, you know, that surfing is always that thing that just lights you up from the inside and, and that the competition never becomes so heavy, you know, that, that you forget that because it, it really is things like that, that make that 29 second, uh, nose ride possible. Exactly. If you're too stuck up in the competition, like, Oh, what am I? You're not going to take a chance like that. (laughs) Exactly. And have fun, you know, you have to be light on your feet to pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much for like all the kind words and everything, all the support it just means a ton. And I'm stoked to just do what I do and keep doing it. <laughs> Our pleasure, Chase. So we'll be into, you know, we'll stay in touch. We want to hear about everything that's upcoming in the year ahead and, and beyond. And, uh, you know, at some point, you know, this year, as it unfolds, you know, maybe we can have you back on the podcast just to give us an update. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's do it. All right. All right. So we're going to sign off, but thank you again for being a part of the On Water Session Magazine podcast. Peace out, everyone. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this episode of On Water. We certainly love bringing the myriad and diverse group of characters from our water community to you to share their experiences. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe. 
to this podcast. This podcast grows out of the publication of our quarterly print magazine, Session. Session celebrates the ways in which we all, as water lovers, engage in our world's aquatic playgrounds, from surfing to foiling, kiting, stand-up paddling, and more. We encourage you to visit our website at www.session-magazine.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.